Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey, hey. Are you ready to take the couch? Well, hello, everybody. It is a wonderful night. It's another Sunday night. And of course, it's time for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delvina. I'm a psychiatrist in South Florida. You can follow me on Instagram and on Facebook, Dr. Delvina, which is D-R, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, Dr. Delvina on Instagram and on Facebook, as well as on Twitter, Dr. Delvina. And I also have a YouTube channel, it's Dr. Delvina Thomas, so D-R, Delvina, D-E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, T-H-O-M-A-S, and, um, and of course, thank you for tuning in tonight or whatever day that you play this episode of my podcast, which this is for the ladies. I guess the guys can listen as well to hear some of the advice I would give women about, about dating, um, and about meeting their fit, their perfect fit, right? We want to come as closest to perfect as possible, we may not get a perfect fit, but being able to match as many qualities as possible and, and traits and, you know, just the things that you believe in to have someone that has the same energy. Now, you may not get a perfect fit, like he may not be the height that you like. He may not be um, the, the perfect size that you want. He may not be as muscular as you want. Um, he may not have certain physical attributes that you wished for, but, and I think we can compromise on those things, right? But I think the thing that you shouldn't compromise on is energy. The energy has to be there. You have to have similar energy, man. Um, and that energy is created by honesty, respect, reciprocity, and effective communication, those are the things that really create that perfect energy so that you can move forward and develop your relationship. So I want to start out talking about, um, oh, forgive me, I'm sorry, guys. This podcast, I'm talking about women, how you start a relationship, how you find your best fit, how, do you, how you find a relationship. And I also have someone who called in and wanted to talk about her new boo, so join me on the couch as we have this open and honest discussion about women and dating. So you guys, you've heard me talk about how to spot red flags, how to identify red flags, how basically how not to waste your time on a man who is likely not the best fit for you. So... I'd like to elaborate on that a little bit more, actually a lot more, because I've taught you what red flags to identify. Um, and I, there's also an episode here that talks about spotting red flags myself and Adrian Carter, who um, is a coach and a men's empowerment um, advocate and speaker. He wrote a book, um, How to Get, oh, hold on, I have the book right here. Let's get married and do everything 
except make it last. So pick up his book, y'all. But we talked about red flags in relationships, like what are some of the red flags displayed by men and some of the red flags that women display as well. So I've spoken to you guys about how to cut men off, how not to engage a person that's exhibiting red flags, and how to curb the bullshit when you see it. But then we have to talk about how you spot the men that you should want to move forward with. How do you know it's someone you should move forward with? And how do you move forward with that person? Um, So how to move forward, how to engage that person, how to create meaningful interactions with that person, um, because he'll become a man of purpose for you, right? It'll become someone who becomes a man of purpose, So there are certain things you have to know how to do. Yeah, you can cut off all these clowns, but when he's not a clown, how do you move forward? And and I I had a friend ask me that, like, he just said this to me. How would you respond to him? We were out one night at dinner, a group of us, a group of women, of ladies, because all of my friends are ladies. We were out together for dinner, and um, a gentleman there in the restaurant Uh, he kind of, he made a pass at her, a verbal pass. He said something and she said she didn't know how to respond to him, that she had not really dated in so long or interacted with men, um, on that level that she didn't know what to say back. So let's talk about making meaningful, meaningful connections with men and, um, how we get them, how we encourage them to do the best in their lives and how we, inspire marriage-minded men and how do you pursue getting married because I I don't think at least in in our communities in the black and brown communities I don't think women really learn how to date I don't think we learn how to date and we absolutely I don't think we don't learn the concept of marriage and how to create a life that exemplifies that we are aspiring brides, that we are aspiring wives. Like you can still be an entrepreneur. You can be a professional. You can be um, someone who's about your business when it comes to a career and making money, you know, after you, you achieve your education and all of those things. And we are so diligent about acquiring the experience that we need, the work experience and the job opportunities so we can continue climbing that ladder but I don't, I don't necessarily see, I, I, I sort of hesitate to say this because I'm sure there are some women out there doing this, but I'm referring to African-American women. I think African-American women struggle in the dating arena. They don't know how to keep a guy interested. They don't know how to gain a guy's interest. They don't know how to basically display that they're a lady who aspires to be a fiance, to be proposed to one day and then eventually be someone's wife. So I want us to talk, I want us to talk about that. Right. And so in discussing that, you have to be honest with who you are as well. So people ask, like, where do I need to go to meet a man? But really, that's not the question. I think I've met men in so many different places, Um, you know, obviously at parties and bars and clubs, but also at sporting events. You know, I go to a football game or a basketball game at the museum. 
at the airport, um, you know, sitting, waiting on a flight um, in the grocery store, in the mall. I remember and I was a freshman in college and my homegirl and I, we were in in the mall in Baltimore and we both had on sweatsuits back then. Russell sweatsuits were like the thing. And we both had on Russell sweatsuits and, you know, and our newest kicks or whatever. And this guy approached us and said, I just want you ladies to know that you're the most attractive women in this this mall right now because you came out looking natural. You are not dressed up. You don't look like you're looking for a man. You look comfortable. You look at, at ease and you look confident. We were freshmen in college. And that's just how we've always done things is just to be comfortable, natural, and just to be who we were, authentically us. And so I'll never, I'll never forget that. And he said that and he walked away. So ladies, you cannot pretend to be a wife when you're not a wife yet. So don't pretend to be married and you're not married. Don't give up all the goods and all the benefits of being in a, a marriage to someone you're not married to. That's number one. You have to allow the man to show you over time certain things to show you that he has a genuine interest in you. And if he doesn't show you these things, then guess what? You have to decide, do you hang in there until he becomes more invested in the relationship and he's able to show you these things? Or do you cut your losses and move on? And I guess the answer to that just depends on how much time you feel you have. But I would say oftentimes patience is rewarded. Like you cannot force someone to be on your timeline because you want to meet someone and three months later you want to make them your exclusive boo and you want to be his exclusive boo. It doesn't work that easily because the same way that black women have traumas in our past and that's why at times we, um, we behave the way we do in relationships, black men have been through traumas as well. Black men have been through a lot of trauma, and so they're not going to be quick to just jump into a relationship. The same way black women, you have ran across some black men who are just not decent at all. Black men have also been involved with women, black women who are not decent and have done things and have traumatized them. They may not speak openly about it. So I think one of the things you have to remember when you're searching for your mate, your husband, is you have to have patience. Having patience is important, and having patience during every step of the relationship will really truly show you if he is invested in you and building a life with you or having a relationship with you. If he gets to the point as you guys are going through the process of developing this relationship where he talks about you in his future, that is an awesome sign. That means he sees himself with you later down the road, later down the line, ladies. So a man is a keeper when he has shown you that he has healthy relationships with the people in his life. So talking to him, he's got, let's say he has um, his mother and his father are still living. How is that relationship? Is it a healthy relationship? Does he respect his mama? Because if he does not respect his mother, baby doll, I doubt if he's going to easily respect you. Every man, every man who has not been hurt, I'll say, or challenged or traumatized in the family, every man has a deep, profound respect for his mama. 
I have a son. My son is almost 25 years old. I have two older brothers. My brothers have always loved and respected our mother. So having a healthy relationship with his parents, his mother and his, his, um, his father, with his siblings, having communication with them. Um, of course, there may be some exceptions to this rule, of course, but let's say overall most of the relationships are healthy relationships. The relationships he has with people he grew up with, does he know people that he grew up with or has he cut everybody off, you know? You talk to him and he doesn't talk about anyone from elementary school, no one from junior high school, no one from high school, no one from college. The relationships he, he has built with his coworkers or the people at work. Some folks may say, who wants to have a relationship with people at work? Regardless of whether you like it or not, you have relationships with the people you work with because that's where we spend most of our time. They are, for some of us, like family. I would consider the folks who work on my team like another another family member. It's like family. You sharing a lot of things. Um, and at times, especially if you're in the same space, you may share things with one another about challenges that may be going on in your life. If he has children, what are the relationships like with his children? If he has no time for them, if he's not patient with them, if he's not educating and teaching them and taking time to grow and show them things, um, then that is not a keeper. He is not a keeper. Okay. You also want, you want a man who's able to bring value in your life. Does he talk to you? Do you guys have meaningful conversations about the diaspora, about our history in America, about where we're headed as a people moving forward? Is he able to uh, talk with you about a variety of topics? You guys can have a conversation about uh, and a conversation regarding topics that are typically um debatable that trigger arguments and trigger, um, you know, anger and, and high emotion. You want to be able to talk about religion and politics. And if you disagree, it's okay not to believe the same things. That's what makes us all unique. But if you disagree, he's able to be a boss and be level headed under that. What could feel like emotional pressure. He's able to manage all of that. And just show you he's the king because, yeah, we disagree, but guess what, baby? We're going to, we're going to, we'll agree to disagree. I understand your viewpoint. This is my viewpoint. We're good. So he adds variety in your life and value in your life because you guys are able to talk about meaningful things, not just who the most recent hip hop artist or R&B artist is or the last concert he went to. You can actually have meaningful conversations. And when you disagree, he's very level headed. Another sign that you have a keeper. And so when this is happening, I mentioned he has healthy relationships in his life. He's level-headed under emotional pressure. He brings value in your life. You want someone who aligns with your ethics and your values. Now, during the general election, there were these conversations about folks who belong to different political parties. It was a house divided. You know, the husband's a Republican, the wife's a Democrat, or vice versa. These are real life issues, man. And it may not seem like a big deal when the country's not in turmoil, but we see now during COVID-19 and the social and racial injustices that it really matters. It matters unless you're mature enough to understand that, okay, this is what my husband believes. 
I'm not going to challenge him on that, and I'm certainly not going to try to compel him to change his viewpoints and change Democrat, excuse me, change political parties. So you want to think about that, the ethics and values. How does he want to raise his children? What does he think about sparing the rod and spoiling the child? Do you, you know, you got to have these types of conversations. Um, where does he see himself in 10 years or 15 years or 20 years? Uh, is it of value to him to be a homeowner? If that means something to you, is it of value to him to create a legacy? These are the types of conversations you have to have. And if he has similar ethics and values as yours, then he's a keeper. How about, and you'll hear from a young lady, the the young lady who's going to call in and talk about her, her boo, her new boo. He respects her boundaries. You'll hear her talk about that. She's a 32 year old virgin. And she says that he respects the fact that she's a virgin. So he's a keeper based on that. You know, I don't know everything else about this man that she's dating who lives in another state, but someone who respects your boundaries is going to be important. And the last thing I'll say is that you want a man who has a genuine interest in getting acquainted. He wants to know who you are, sis. He is interested in you. He's interested in you. He wants to know who you are as a woman. He shows you that in the way he talks to you, the way, the places he takes you, right? If he takes you to the museum, if he takes you on a picnic, if he takes you out to dinner at nice places where you can sit and just vibe and talk, not just the movies all the time or a concert where you can't even really have a, 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 an engaging dialogue, an engaging conversation, And so, again, don't ask me where you need to go to meet men. Who do you need to be to meet the right men for you, right? Because I mentioned I've been in a lot of places, and I meet men everywhere. So, and, you know, I'm I'm not saying that I am the most attractive woman out here. I'm attractive, but I'm not model attractive. I can say that. But I'm very confident in who I am, and I carry myself with confidence. And I think that makes, that matters. So before we go on this quest to find the man of our dreams, we have to ensure that you are who you need to be so that you meet the right man for you. Because I've heard women say, I'm always meeting the same men, the same men over and over. I'm always meeting the same types of men. So you got to ask yourself, what is it about me that's attracting these men? Right? What is it about me? So you really got to have a come to Jesus talk and ask yourself the hard questions. And that is the hard question. What is it about me? You got to get to know yourself. And if you know that you don't smile enough, smile more. Change what you're doing because if you're not meeting someone, then whatever you're doing, you got to tweak it. You have to because it's not working out for you. Okay. So you have to be able to to do certain things with yourself and to identify in yourself where your shortcomings are and how to improve who you are as a person, as a woman, as a lady, as a queen. And that's going to go a long way. So if you have been meeting the wrong man, if you haven't been able to um your thoughts and desires have not manifested into a meaningful relationship yet, then you have to really take the time to look at yourself and determine what it is that you should do differently. 
And you could ask some of your friends, like, hey, what do you think? And you, this could be your male friends, platonic friends, and your female friends. And you could ask, if you're still on good terms with the people you dated in the past, you could ask them, what was it about me that didn't work for you? Unfortunately, I think a lot of people wouldn't be honest and say exactly what didn't work. So um, just be careful that some people may not tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. All right, guys. So you're hearing a lot from me about finding a man, initiating relationships. You just heard from the young lady in the 305 in Miami who met someone online. And um, so far, I think she's doing a pretty good job. It sounds like she's engaging this guy Uh, meaning she's keeping him involved. He's keeping him interested in her. They talk every day um, virtually. They talk every day by video. So he has an interest in her. Now, some folks would say, well, maybe the interest is to get the panties, to get the drawers, to get her in bed. Whatever the case may be, at some point, he may or may not get tired. I wanted to say at some point he'll get tired of trying if that's all he wants. However, I have heard a man say, that men can be patient because they may be dealing with you, but they may be dealing with some other women as well. And so while you're saying, no, I'm a virgin or I want to wait or I want this or I want that, he may be with someone else. It's It's a possibility. But it sounds like to me, based on how she describes everything, that he's been pretty genuine with her and that she's engaging him. So she is keeping him engaged, right, by having what sounds to be amazing conversations or at least conversations that's keeping him um, anticipating the next conversation. She told me offline that he calls her, you know, she mentioned this too during the, the interview that he calls in the morning, he calls at night. And so um, just props to her for being able to, to use her brain, her mind and her uh, sounds like she has a gift for, for gabbing, for talking and keeping someone engaged. It's not enough to meet a man. It's not enough to determine if he's a good fit for you. You got to keep him. It's just like men who meet women. You, he, They have to be able to keep that woman. The same applies to us ladies. You have to be able to keep that man. And it's not just about your physical attributes. It comes down oftentimes to what you're offering mentally. Who are you as a person? What's your personality like? Can you have a conversation? If he takes you out and takes you around his coworkers, can you engage them and have a conversation about current events? Are you engaging? If you feel you're not an engaging person, let's say you're educated or not, college educated or not, reading the newspaper, going online and reading and seeing what's going on, watching the news, whether it's CNN or some other platform, Staying up to date on what's happening in your local government and your and your you know um, in the world and the country, those things would be helpful in having amazing conversations. The other thing I liked about the caller is that she's managing her expectations. What do I mean by that? She said, "I don't really know him. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not sure. I'm just taking it slow." She doesn't seem to have unrealistic expectations. He's in Jersey. She's in Florida. I didn't hear her saying, yeah, you know, I was looking at how much it would cost to live up there. I was looking at jobs up there. It's too premature for all of that. You really have to go with the flow with the process and allow the relationship to develop. And I think that's one of the things that we don't do well as women. 
we don't allow the relationship to naturally develop. We want the relationship to move at the speed, at the pace that we desire. And we show total disregard for the man involved because we want what we want. But we have to take a step back and manage our expectations. And those expectations should be, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not sure. I'm just taking it day by day, moment by moment, you know, and I'm just getting to know him first. Hey, hey, it's uh, Dr. Delvina with the Brain Love Podcast. Thank you for calling in. Hi, caller. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Miami. Okay, cool. The 305. Thank you so much. Um, I'm assuming because you called in that you follow the podcast a little bit or you've heard a couple of episodes. Yes, I have. I've heard a couple of episodes. Um, I I see you talk in regards to, uh, to a lot of the men, but what about the women? Do you have like advice for, you know, us, you know, as far as, okay, let me tell you my situation mm-hmm. with um, this guy that I'm dealing with from out of town. So it's not a relationship, but we're dating and he stays in Jersey and you know of course I stay here in Miami so um do you have like any advice for long distance relationships as far as that's concerned well first of all I just want to give you props for you know allowing yourself to not be afraid of getting acquainted with someone who you said he's out of town he's in Jersey you're here in Florida he's in Jersey so I give you props for that um you're asking me about what women can do. And so um, that's one of the things that I would suggest that women do is not limit their opportunities based on their location. Like a lot of women don't want to date outside of their geographical area, outside of their city, outside of their county. So big ups to you on taking a chance and getting acquainted with someone who is in a whole nother part of the country. How did you meet them? Um, so I met him through Tinder, um, ah. stepped outside of the box and, um, decided to give the dating apps a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's been going well. Like our connection is really good. Um, and I actually met him actually for the first time last week. So Nice. Yeah, everything went well with that. We enjoyed each other's company. Um, I'm going to actually try to go up there to see him maybe in a week or two. So it's been it's been good so far. We, you know, taking it slow, not rushing into things, but, you know, just getting to know one another. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a process. Um, so I want to go backward a little bit because we we leaving out some details here. So, okay. <laughs> Um, You know, and I'll say another queen called in and she talked about her experience on the dating app. It's someone who I I recommended. You asked if I have advice for women. I've recommended on on my uh, podcast and also on social media, on my Instagram, y'all. I'm Dr. Delvina on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I recommended that women not be afraid of the dating apps to, of course, be smart about it, be safe, but not to be afraid to take a chance on the dating app because some folks have really found 
their true loves on dating apps. And right now it's COVID-19, it's a virtual world. So people are not really out and about socializing as they once were prior to March. So dating apps have become really um, the go-to to meet people and get acquainted. So you, you met him on Tinder. What other dating apps have you been on? Um, I've been on Bumble. I've been on POF. What's POF? Uh, plenty of fish. So okay. um, that's just like abbreviation for it, POF. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's trash. But um, <laughs> Bumble is okay. I've been on Hinge. Um, but I, I'm, I guess I really like Tinder mostly. Um, I, I feel for me, I feel like it's a little bit more options, um, as far as like, it's more men on there. And, um, I actually pay for a subscription for like a month, you know, to see if I could, you know, hop from state to state. And that's actually how I found the guy that I'm talking to now. Um, I changed my location to another location and he just happened to be in that location at that time. And we end up swiping right on each other. Okay. All right. So, wow. So this is all new to me because I have not been on any of these apps, not uh, POF, Bumble, not Tinder. Um, so you said Tinder you like, um, you like it because mm -hmm. I guess you can change your location um, when you changed your location, you met your, your boo. Yes. And you said we, we both swiped right. Okay. So would you, you so have to when swipe you, right? When you swipe right, that means you actually um, find the person attractive or whatever they have on their profile. If you read their, you know, description, little descriptions that they have about themselves. So you, you know, you, you swipe right. If you don't like them, then you swipe left. That means I don't like them at all. Move on to the next person. Can can they see when you swipe left, or they just see when you swipe right? Swipe no, they just see. Take some well, okay. So the the thing about it is, okay, if you buy the subscription, they can see that you swiped right on them. So if you don't buy the subscription, then you would have to actually wait for that person to have like a mutual agreement, like, oh, I like this person. And then it'll say, oh, you matched with each other and you can write each other. Okay. Okay. And, and, and Queen, how much is that app to be a member of that app? How much are you paying? Um, they have different prices. I paid $30 for one month. Okay. And that, that comes with, um, what is like you can see everybody who swiped right on you you're able to hop from state to state and I think it comes with a couple of other things like um as far as like the distance is concerned on how far you want to go the radius like you know within that state and a couple of other things I wasn't really venturing out into the other things so I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't really care okay yeah so you met your boo on Tinder. Really quickly, tell us why you don't like Plenty of Fish. I think that's the one you said is garbage, right? That's the... Yeah, it's mostly, um, I want to say thuggish boys on there. Like, mm. like just because, okay, um, with Plenty of Fish, they have like a video, a video, um, thing on there where if you want to go live 
you're able to see that person in their home or wherever they are. And majority of the people that are on there, they're not doing anything. You either see them with the ceiling fan, the ceiling fan or the roof or whatever, or they're smoking majority of the time or drinking or just acting stupid. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm just really not into that. So Okay. Now, and so plenty of fish, she said, no, that's a, they get to zero. On Tinder, did you search for, what, actually, um, sis, what, what race are you? Are you black, white? Hispanic? I'm African-American. Okay. All right. So in Tinder, did you set your preferences for African-American men or um, any race? Um, I actually did any race, um, but mo my preference is African-American. Um, I just, I, yeah, I can't really see myself with another, with another race. That's just, yeah, my preference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can dig it. So you met the dude on Tinder and so how long did you guys talk, you know, converse by phone or? We've been, we conversed by phone for maybe possibly like a month before we met actually for the first time. Did you do video calling or was it just a regular phone we call? We did. Okay. So the, the good thing about Tinder um, now, because I've actually had Tinder like a while ago. Um, but I didn't Queen, really... talking to your, your mic. I'm so sorry. Okay. Can there you we hear go. Me now? Yes. Okay. So um, I actually had Tinder for like a while. Like I had it previously a while ago. And um, what's different now is they actually have like a FaceTime feature. So um, our conversation was was getting into like a deep, a, a deep kind of conversation. And what happened was I said, this is too much for me to text you. I need to, you know, talk to you. So he said, sure, no problem. So he actually tried to FaceTime me on the app. But what happened was my app, I don't know what the conflict was, technology, um, it wasn't working. So he ended up giving me his number and I FaceTimed him from there. And ever since then, we used to FaceTime like daily. Like I could expect a FaceTime call from him, whether it be in the morning, in the night, whenever. And mm -hmm. so it was, so when I met with him in person, it was actually like, like it wasn't really new because I've seen, I've seen him like every day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So how many how many weeks before that first FaceTime call was like a week or two weeks, a month? Um, it actually wasn't a week at all. It was um Okay. With with that FaceTime call, we had probably been talking about maybe three or four days and then that's how we we were getting that conversation the conversation was getting deeper. So uh -huh. we just decided to FaceTime each other. So I'm gonna say this about that. Um, seeing someone on video within the first week of getting acquainted is actually a good thing because mm -hmm. one, you see who they are. Right. Um, so you, you, know, you avoid being catfished or whatever, cause you actually see the person. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, like you said, you get to basically, um, the discomfort and meeting each other for the first time, not seeing what one another looks like you've already pretty much surpassed that so you you addressed it within the first week of of meeting him you got right. saw one another on video and then it sounds like that became the norm 
in your conversations mm-hmm. was to talk by video. Correct. Did it make you feel like you knew him, that you were getting to know him better? It, it actually did. Um, it made me feel real comfortable um, because I get to see like your facial expressions, um, your reaction to like what, what, I, what the conversation is and how you react off of, you know, your responses. It was, it was, it felt, made me feel a lot comfortable about it. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys talked for about a month and then that's when you had your first in-person date. I believe Correct. You said. Correct. And so did you go to New Jersey or did he come here? No, he flew down here to come see me. That's what's up. So he planned a trip to come to Florida so you guys could go out. Correct. Wow, you go, girl. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. So he didn't say to you, hey, well, why don't you come up to Jersey? It's cold as fuck up here, but come on <laughs> up. <laughs> Let's get to know each other. No, he, he said, because um, he actually had two weeks off um, for his birthday, and he actually flew to J- Jamaica first, you know, to s- celebrate his birthday with his <clears throat> brother and his cousin. And then from Jamaica, he flew over to come see me for a couple of days. All right. I like that. So what was it like the first time you saw him? Were you nervous? Um, I actually wasn't really. I was nervous like um, during the day a little bit um, because it was like um, uncertainty of if are you actually really coming? Because um, in past um, relationships, I've been letting down where um, men don't own up to what they say they, they're going to do. Um, so when he texted me that morning and said, oh, I'm here at the airport about to go to the hotel, I was like, okay, this is going to happen. And uh, that day, I, w- I was fine. I was, I was fine majority of the day. And it wasn't until the last hour I got like a little nervous, but I was like, come on, you you see, you seen him like every day, like for the past month on FaceTime. So it's, it, it shouldn't be any different. That's right. And then, that positive self-talk, man. Right. And then when I went to the hotel to go see him, it was, it was fine. Like, like we talking, like we just, you know, like how we normally do. He was over there brushing his teeth and we were getting ready to go. Okay. So it felt natural <laughs> from all the conversing and getting acquainted by phone. Mm-hmm. Correct. So before we get into the data, I have a, a couple of questions about the dialogue, the conversations you guys had by phone. Did you share personal information about your lives and about what you're looking for in a relationship? Um, yeah, because I wanted to know if we were on the same page. To me, I feel like there's no need to um continue on with someone if you're not on the same page of things uh like that could be that could be are you are you looking for a relationship or are you not looking for a relationship um or are you just really trying to get to know someone first before you jump into the you know next relationship that you go into Mm -hmm. so Um, We both have a mutual agreement where we're just trying to get to know one another before we hop into a relationship. 
So that's, that's, that's where we are right now. Have you had conversations about past loves or past relationships that obviously we have? Yes, we have. Um, I, I initiated the conversation first about that. Um, because he has, you know, children, so I don't have kids. So, um, I did ask him about his previous relationships and if he was married previously and all that kind of stuff. So just to get a better feel of, you know, who I'm dealing with and yeah. Okay. All right. So did you like what you saw? I did. I loved what I saw. (laughs) (laughs) So that sounds like you were attracted to him. I was very attracted to him. Were you sexually attracted to the brother? I was sexually attracted to the brother. Okay. Did you feel the same? Did you feel he was also attracted to you? I did. I felt that he was very attracted to me as well. Did he make you feel like he was attracted to you? He did. Give us some examples on how he showed you that he was into you and attracted. Um. He would come over and say, oh, give me a hug or give me a kiss or, you know, touch me in a certain way where, you know, it was, you know, like, you know, he wanted me, but not as far as like he just wanted my body, but he, you know, he was really into me. And um, even I'll go as far as like, you know, on our date would he would hold my hand and, you know, walk me into the building or you know open the door for me you know nice um gestures Mm -hmm. okay so chivalry was in the building y'all yes it was he was a gentleman (laughs) he was and what was that first kiss like the first kiss was like we kissed before like it was i we were waiting for it and um, I think I initiated the first kiss, honestly, okay. because we were, yeah, because <laughs> he was still being a gentleman because, um, yeah, he was just being a nice gentleman. So, um, he, we were playing a card game or something that I, that I purchased, you know, a card game to get to know one another a little bit deeper. Cause you know, usually sometimes when you're in, um, in the dating state or you know your face to face you kind of run out of questions and you you know you freeze up you like oh what can i ask you know next so that's why i bought the card game um Good for you and, yeah and so when we were doing the card game it was i forgot what the question was i think it was something about like oh are you you know are you a freak or something something like that pertaining to that and he was like, no, I'm not. And I said, oh, really? And then, um, yeah, the, the kiss came from that question. Oh, so, I mean, how did you intertwine it, too? You, <laughs> you <laughs> kissed back, and that would be the determination um, freak, or? Well, okay, so, yeah, I kissed him, and then... Um, then um I like backed away a little bit and then he came he came up to me and then kissed me and yeah started touching and feeling and all that kind of stuff and things mm-hmm. went from there okay 
Well, and so for folks who might ask, uh, the kiss was familiar, and it sounds like all of, uh, well, I don't know if it was foreplay, because I'm not sure if you went all the way, but all of the intimacy, the um, the love, the body language, on, and all of those things, it sounds like they were all familiar. Felt good to you. It felt right. Mm-hmm. It did. So what do you think about women waiting 90 days or more before they give up the bootay? What would you tell other women? Um, to each of his own, um, I am a virgin. I'm going to say that right now. Um, but I feel like I, because I, I am a believer, um, but I do feel like when the time is right, um, you'll know. I just, I feel like um, people shouldn't just give it up so easily though. Um, because you never know what a person's intentions really are until you really like start to really get to know them. I feel like you, if you can hold out as long as you can, then do so. Okay. So you added a whole nother layer to this Miss Virgin Queen. How old are you? <laughs> I am 32. All right. So let's qualify this virginity thing. You are a virgin as in a penis has never been inserted into your, your Correct. Correct. Okay. Now have, has a penis been inserted anywhere else in your body? A penis has been inserted in my mouth. Okay. What about in your, in your anus? No. Okay. So yeah. sounds like, yeah, you're a virgin. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're a virgin. Um, have you had the experience of conolingus of a man placing his mouth on your vagina? Yes, I have. Okay. Have you experienced an orgasm previously? Yes, I have. Okay. So what if I say you're cheating? I'm cheating. What do you mean? <laughs> you're you're a virgin, but you're doing all the other things, but the sexual penetration, the vaginal penetration. So you're getting your rocks off still. I am. So, so that's I how you've been able to like, hold out so long, huh? Yeah, pretty much so. Has a finger ever been inserted into your vagina? Yes, a finger has. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you know, and I'm not dissing your, uh, your technique at all. So sis, I hope I don't come across like I'm dissing you. I'm not. Not at all. Yeah. Just, uh, just asking the questions is all. Did you tell your new boo that you're a virgin? I did. And he respects it. Okay. Of course that doesn't stop him from, you know, trying, mm -hmm. but yeah, he respects it. Yeah. Okay. So are you planning to save it for marriage? That's the plan. I'm praying I, you know, go continue on with it. So that I is want you plan. to make it too. I want you to make it also. I want you to make it. That's what you want. I want you to make it to your wedding night. Yeah. I am hoping to make it. <laughs> Yeah, don't let this dude from Jersey, man. Well, you've already had your cherry pop, but. 
Yeah, don't let the dude from Jersey, um, you know, get inside your head and 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 turn you out. You gotta still gotta be careful, you know, because yeah, although long distance relationships can they can really be um, it can be a, it can become a winning relationship. Um, especially if honesty and integrity is there and, and you're able to trust the person. And, um, and as you said, you guys are taking it very slowly. You're, it's a process mm-hmm. for you. The process is the piece that I think people disregard when they get into new relationships. They want to create a relationship so fast and so quickly without getting to know the person that they skip a lot of steps. Right. I totally agree with that. So yeah, take your time. I would say even if he was here locally, um, you know, folks should take their time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe a red flag at times is someone who's trying to push you and rush you into something, you know, because what's the rush? What is the rush? All righty. So guys, well, I'm talking to this young lady out of the 305. She's in Miami. She called in and... Um, you had a question about what women can do in the beginning. You said, well, you asked me, what can women do? Um, what advice would you give women with regard to, I guess you're saying with relationships or meeting men? Um, I, I guess I would say both. So with meeting men, I think women should be more assertive. I think that women sitting around and waiting for themselves to be picked or selected um i think that that's that is not that's that's not the chosen way of meeting a man and really um being with a man and getting acquainted with the man you may be interested in because there are a lot of factors that play into why maybe that guy didn't approach you or did not seek you out um, it could be because maybe they believe they're not good enough for you. Maybe they believe that you're not giving off vibes, that you're approachable. Could be a lot of different things. Maybe he's having a bad day that day. Maybe he's thinking about other things. He has other things on his mind, like his job, his finances, any of those things. So ladies, um, you got to be comfortable with making the first move. And the first move may be something as minor as smiling, looking approachable, um, making eye contact. That could be the first move. The first move doesn't have to be, hey, baby, you look good to me. Damn, can I get your number? doesn't have to go down that way. We know it doesn't work for us when guys treat us that way. So of course, we wouldn't use that approach as ladies. Um, so making eye contact, smiling, you know, smiling more than one time, that's enough to let a man know that you're approachable and that you may have an interest at least initially, an initial interest before that first conversation takes place. So I would say that, and you know, you met your boo digitally, you met him online. So that's another thing. Women, don't be afraid of dating apps. Um, be careful, take your time, be wise about it, be smart, have common sense. Um, don't meet up with someone you meet online that day. Don't, I wouldn't recommend meeting them the same day that you met them online because you need to vet this person and vetting a person may mean Googling their name, Google their name, maybe put their name into a social media app and see what pops up. Um, 
but the Google part is, I would definitely include that in vetting a person. And especially if this is a brand new person, this is a stranger to you. You know, it's not like you guys have friends and, um, and, and association, you're not associated through other people. So if this is a stranger to you, you got to treat that person as such as a stranger and take the time to talk so that you actually get acquainted. Um, so, but, you know, I think the last lady who called in and talked about the person she met on a, a dating app, they believe, I believe they went out the same week. Um, I don't think it was the same day, but the same week. And she said they stayed at the coffee house talking for like four hours, which is a good sign. So initially I'd say ladies be a little more assertive, let men know what you want, be approachable. Don't be afraid of dating apps. And I think that's going to get the ball rolling for folks. Do you have any other questions, my dear? I do not. You said it all for me. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. And let me hear you say brain love. Brain love. The other thing I like about this young lady is that um, it seems they had a great time on their date. So she's familiar with making things fun, not being a bore, doing fun things. It was cold that night. They had their date, and she said she, she still went out. Um, she didn't dress appropriately, but it worked out. He gave her his sweatshirt and things like that. Um, so, And she's down for providing an experience. She mentioned that she got a card game so they could get to know one another. Who thinks about that? I would, but would you guys, would you think about something as clever as that? For some of you, it may not seem clever, but that really is a good way to get acquainted and get to know someone by playing a game that includes asking one another questions or includes telling one another, sharing uh, to share experience or telling one another to do different things to show who you are, what your history is like. So she can check the box there. She has been able to give him an experience. So she has engaged him. They've had amazing conversations, it sounds like. She's managing her expectations. And she has set boundaries, and she's sticking to her boundaries so far, so far. So far, she's sticking to her boundaries. Now, I'm going to talk about this really quickly, and then I'm going to wrap this up. In the beginning, when you meet someone, and I didn't share this with her. I didn't ask her if she's dating other men or if she's still meeting other people. But one thing we don't know how to do in the black community as women is we don't know how to date, to actively date. Actively dating means that you are talking to more than one dude. You're talking on the phone with this person. You're going out on dates with this person. You're allowing yourself to get to know people without placing all of your energy all of your emotional energy, all of your physical energy, all of your time into one person who may not be deserving. So I want you all to be able to identify with that notion that we don't know how to date. And I'm, I'm serious. We don't know how to date in our community. And the reason being is that we're so um, insistent on the taunting and the name calling. Oh, she's a whore girl. I saw her out with so-and-so and so-and-so. And the next week she was out with so-and-so. An active dating life means that you date more than one person, but it doesn't mean that you're sleeping with these people. So we have to stop um, 
what is it called? Horse shaming. We got to stop shaming people. And especially when we don't know what's happening in their lives, they may not be doing anything sexual or sexual or intimate. It's probably just a date going different places with people, getting to know people. And so when you do this and, and you don't hide it, I'm not saying, you know, you have to tell every guy, well, I'm going out with so-and-so tomorrow night. So, but let it be known when you, when the guy approaches you or you approach him or you shoot your shot, Yes, I'm single, but I'm dating. I'm actively dating. And he may say the same thing. So am I. So let's stop waiting to get chosen by guys that we like. And let's create options for ourselves. Create your options. Stop sitting around and waiting, sis. Create your options. Be wise about it. Be safe. And in the process of all of this, be sure that you know yourself and you know who you are. And be the person that you would want to date. I hope that makes sense to y'all. Thank you for joining me on the couch tonight. And um, I'm looking forward to next Sunday night. Be here, same place, same time on my couch with me, Dr. Delvina, Queen of Brain Love. It's the Brain Love Podcast. Every Sunday night, a new episode drops at 8 p.m. Thank you for being on the couch. I appreciate y'all. And um, it's time to get ready for 2021, y'all. It's coming. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need It's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.